In the world of tech, there's nothing that gets discussed more than reliability. But when we dig into this technical topic, we find the concepts are much more fundamental. On this weekly podcast, we dig into how the concepts of reliability impact every aspect of our lives. Welcome to the Reliability Room. I'm your host, Emily Arnott, Community Manager here at Blameless. I'm joined, as I was in the last two episodes, with Nick Mason, talking about reliability in a very critical area of his life. His experiences with type 1 diabetes has taught him the principles of reliability in a way that couldn't be any more personal, couldn't be any more severe. And what we found through our conversations is that there's a lot of one-to-one matching with the best practices of managing a disease like diabetes and managing the health of your system and the happiness of your customers. Yep. At the end of the last episode, we, we touched on something that I found really interesting, which is the idea of like learning from the past with incident yep. management. So in Blameless, we have a lot of kind of dashboarding. With every incident, you're inputting all of this data, all of that data is collected, compared through different time periods, all of this kind of bubbles up so that you can see the most important things. And I was really happily surprised to hear that in the world of diabetes, there's a product and a tool that offers kind of the same perspective to you. A hundred (laughs) percent. Some of you out there listening right now may think, you know, this sounds really salesy. I promise you, although that is my day job, this is also my forever job. That's right. I wouldn't be talking to you about this right now if I didn't strongly believe in it. That's one of the reasons why I decided to join Blameless is because I saw a lot of these parallels with my life. Reliability is a way of life for me and learning from the past to help improve your future, not only is applicable to incident management, but also diabetes. I'll give you a great example. So you mentioned dashboarding within blameless reliability insights, taking a look at incidents over a period of time. How are they labeled? Were there tags? Understanding what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. The exact same thing is applicable with diabetes. So in our last conversation, we talked about different run books in a sense, or different types of days that I may be having. I mentioned that there's something called a continuous glucose monitor, which allows you to go in and it's basically monitoring continuously your blood sugar, as long as you're wearing the device. And the nice thing about this, and there's many of them out on the market, you can go check them out. Some have different features. The one that I use is called the Eversense, and it's surgically implanted into my body. And it communicates with a little Bluetooth device that sits on the outside of my skin. And it's constantly sending numbers to my phone. And the nice part about having that user interface is that as it's keeping track of all of my blood sugar values, it's bubbling them up into dashboards. I promise you that this is not a sales pitch again. It's literally (laughs) bubbling them up in the dashboards. Eversense provides you some options right out of the box so that you can look at what they deem is the most critical information for you to look at. And then on top of that, you can add your own tags to it. (laughs) Again, Mm -hmm. this sounds a lot like incident management, right? (laughs) It really just sounds like you're talking about blameless. But it uh, sounds like you're talking about blameless, but I kid you not. Like, for example, you know, I mentioned beforehand, maybe let's take a look at between 8 a.m. and noon, you know, or we'll take let's take the evening time. Evening time is always the diciest from a diabetes Mm. perspective because you're going to bed, right? And going to sleep sometimes is fearful. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. if there's any diabetics out there, you'll relate with me. 
because you don't know what's going to happen. So it's really important to understand what you're doing before then. So let's just take between, well, obviously it'll be a little different for every person. Let's just say you eat dinner around six and the next four hours is when your insulin is going to be most active. So I probably want to look between 6 p.m. and 12 a.m. How do my blood sugar look? I'm going to be tagging in what I ate for dinner. I'm going to be tagging in, did I exercise? I'm going to be tagging in, did I have a stressful day? I'm going to be tagging in any external factors mm-hmm. that could be potentially influencing what happens with my blood sugar. Going back to that, let's just use the Taco Bell example again. I ate Taco Bell for dinner at 6 p.m. What's going to happen by 12 a.m.? Am mm-hmm. I going to wake up at 1 a.m. with a low blood sugar? If I do, I go back to my dashboard. I look, what were all those different tags that I added in there? Was one of those the, the, the cause of why mm-hmm. I went low? If not, maybe I need to go back in there and add some notes. You know, oh, I didn't add this in here. This could have caused me to go low. Maybe this was just a freak one-off. Mm-hmm. But having that information documented allows me to go back and visualize it, mm-hmm. which gives me a lot more peace of mind and it helps me for the next time I come back a week later, I'm eating the exact same meal I talked about at 6 p.m. What happened last week? How could I change that so that I don't wake up and feel like crap in the middle of the night? So dashboarding, again, is a big element of diabetes. And I'm fortunate to have this device. A lot of people out there are not as fortunate, but there are different technologies that allow you to actually make sense of how you're reacting to your current process. It makes a lot of sense to me because, you know, as human beings, our biggest strength is in this sort of pattern recognition. Exactly. This is what our brains are designed to do and to notice outliers and to notice causality. And it's something that if the data is available to you, it just leaps right off the page often that you can suddenly connect the dots and say, oh, every time I do this, I end up with low blood sugar. Every time at this time of week, I'm hitting lows. Mm -hmm. What's the correlation here? And with incident management too, if you kind of look at an incident in the abstract, it is like an overwhelming amount of data. Like there are data. people's systems are so complex these days. There's so many third-party integrations and reliance on different cloud servers and, and all the fluctuating traffics and stuff to actually be able to like make sense of all of that data and make like a coherent story is challenging. Like you need yep. these sorts of tools to like bubble up what's most relevant and to let you do this like very intuitive pattern matching, this very intuitive historical seeking and stuff. But yeah, I felt relieved that diabetic people can take some of that load off. Like yeah. because the the prospect of having to work backwards from nothing and say I'm having a blood sugar spike right now and now I have to, on top of that, figure out why it's happening <laughs> just with the scraps of my memory and kind of like working backwards. Um, right. I, I think we need to afford ourselves every opportunity to gather data and to, to have it in the most coherent format in front of us. Yeah. And let's go back to that waking up at 1 a.m. example, right? Mm. Management, diabetes, whatever you want to say. You're waking up, you're groggy. You know, maybe if you have kids, baby's crying, maybe a dog's barking at, like there are a lot of external factors that could be going on. You have to sit there and come back to reality, what's actually happening, and mm-hmm. then start fixing the problem. Like if you don't have data in front of you, that's a really challenging thing to do. Oh yeah. And that's the a longer the battle. <laughs> exactly. The the longer the problem is there, you know, it may be costly to your business from like a personal perspective, it's costly to your health, you feel like crap, like, 
that's why having all this information, like if, if I wake up in the middle of the night, obviously step one, follow my run book, right? <laughs> get something to drink, get a chocolate milk or a peanut butter sandwich to eat. But then step two, understand why did this happen? <laughs> it's the same thing with incident management. Follow your run book, start looking at the smaller details, document those. And another thing that this leads me into, Emily, the worst thing that you could do is not write it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Because what you wrote down could help you in the future. I advocate to this for incident management all the time. Sometimes people are like, well, I don't think that my suggestion should be on the timeline or it shouldn't be included in the retrospective. Like I'm unsure of myself. Mm. Let the person who is in charge of that decide if it was important or not. But if you didn't write it down, that could have been the solution. Yeah. And you yeah. Could have just solved someone's pain in the future. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're Googling some technical problem. Yeah. And then all you get is a form thread where somebody goes, oh, never mind. I solved it. Stack overflow. Like, yeah. No, oh. <laughs> yeah. Can you please tell me how? <laughs> yeah. No, that literally happened the other day. I was looking at, uh, I was using an API and they were like, can you explain how to do this filter? And then it's like, nope, I got it. And it's like, elaborate. I'm having the same problem. <laughs> it's yes. true. You got to think about any hypothetical people in the future, even if it's your hypothetical self a week right. from now. Who's right. to say you're not going to be having the same problem? Who's to say that you're not going to be so eternally grateful? Exactly. What does it cost? A piece of paper, a few minutes of time to jot something down, but it can save you hours trying to scramble around solving the same problem in the future. And Here's one more thing that I'd love to talk about here is you've mentioned writing things down. We've talked about dashboarding, learning from the past. A lot of people come to me at Plainless and my colleagues for best practices. They're new to the game. They want to know what they should be doing to make sure that their incident management program is successful or that it's starting off successfully. I'll tell you how this relates to diabetes and reliability. I'll never forget this. I was in a restaurant up in San Francisco, nice restaurant. I went in to go to the restroom and little boy, probably he was four years old. He was in there with his dad and he was crying. Mm-hmm. I look on his arm. He has an insulin pump. He has the same insulin pump that I have on. And he's crying because he didn't want to take his insulin for his food that he's eating at this restaurant. Because he feels different. He feels scared. It was new to him. I started to talk to him and his father. And he was just diagnosed probably about three months before that date. And I remember talking to this younger child and recalling when I first started off. And I was able to give him some tips and tricks and give him the comfort of saying, hey, you're not alone. Don't Mm -hmm. think of this as a curse. Think of it as something that's going to help you Mm. in your life. A lot of people ask me, do I regret or do I think of diabetes as like baggage? Mm. And if I would go back in time, I would not change anything in my life because every single moment, including diabetes, has a reason for it. And I'm able to learn things from diabetes that's helped me in a professional manner, in a personal manner, and other aspects of my life. And I remember telling this to this kid and right there, he took his shot in the bathroom and I remember staying there until he had finished and walking him back to his table. And his dad, after the fact, was like, thank you so much. 
we've only had doctors telling him this who don't have diabetes. Mm-hmm. But when you talk with someone who's going through the same type of problems that you're going through, and they're telling you some best practices or some experiences in their past that have helped them, it's a lot more reassuring to go down a path and try things. It's the same thing with incident management. Like I just mentioned, people are more inclined to listen to you because you've experienced it. You've experienced the pain and you can walk that journey together. So it's always important to speak up. It's always important to share your stories and hence why we're talking here today, Emily. So I wanted to, to wanted to kind of leave us off on that one. So yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. And you're, you're so right. And I think this is something that in the world of incident management, people are only just now realizing exactly the human element to it, really teaching people you're not in this alone. It's stressful. It's sometimes agonizingly stressful to be dealing with like a sub-zero incident. Mm-hmm. It dumps a whole lot of, of cognitive load on you, of, of mental burdens. I know people that worked on call that have like stress dreams about it for years later, that they wake up and they think that I just get pinged, that I just get alerted. Like, and, and the solution there, it can't just be automation. Like we can automate away a lot of the toil. We can automate away a lot of the stress, but we have to acknowledge like, People need people in these moments. It's culture. To know. It's the culture. Yeah. Yes. It's like a community that needs to form of these incident practitioners to realize like we can really help each other in like a really meaningful way that isn't just sending over a script that helped out once. <laughs> like that's just yeah. the start. <laughs> exactly. That's stage zero. And then you start mm-hmm. to, you need to build on it. So. No, I think I think it's really important. I think this is speaking very generally, like the world of tech is so new relatively. We're designing all these practices, designing all these tools. But when we look to see where these ideas crop up in other aspects of life, it's problems that people have been dealing with for centuries. It's problems that are just like innate to the human condition. <laughs> and, right. and we can't dismiss that. We we really, I think, have to learn from that. What has been helping people all this time? How do we incorporate that into the world of tech? Yep. How do you take what someone tried and, you know, improve on it and, and build your own plan? Like coming back to that story, if if I just would have went to the restroom and not talked to that kid, he probably would have stayed in the bathroom there crying for the oh, entirety uh, of yeah. their meal. It right? would have been but a real crisis. I took yeah. liberty and just said like, hey, you're not alone. Look, here's my pod too. We're in it to win it, right? We could do this together. Feel confident in yourself. and. If I didn't say that, who knows how that, not just mm-hmm. that meal, but his approach going forward might be. So, yeah, it's a really wonderful story. I think it's true with incidents too. Like you really can come back stronger. Exactly. Like we, we used to say, like, we should celebrate failure. We should, yeah. when something breaks and we work through it and we learn, that's yeah. a cause for celebration, like not a cause for regret. We shouldn't go back and hope that oh, I wish that never happened. <laughs> I wish, you know, the stars had aligned and we never had to deal with that. You want to deal with these things. You want to have experiences that make you stronger. And I think that's a, a really compelling message. 100%. It's been so great talking to you. I, I'm sure it's been very educational and I hope inspiring for the people at home too. I think it really shows like these things do not have to be insurmountable obstacles we we can rise to these occasions definitely yep it's always great talking with you emily i'm sure we'll talk later on in the day <laughs> <From our laughs> perspective but thank you so much for having me on the, the podcast and yep 
hopefully this was uh, beneficial to everybody listening. So yeah, thank, you, thank so you so, so much for coming on. And uh, to everyone listening at home, I, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope you'll join us on the next episode of The Reliability Room. We hope you've enjoyed your time in The Reliability Room. Everywhere we look, we see the challenges and value of good reliability. But no matter how you prepare, things will go wrong. Orchestrating your team around incident response is key to making a product users can trust. Automate a seamless incident management process with Blameless, the incident response workflow that keeps your communication and response running smoothly, even when things go wrong. Visit blameless.com trial to start your free trial today. That's blameless.com trial.